Welcome to Motherhood Makeover Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Faust, mom of two boys and certified nutrition coach and personal trainer. I help busy and overwhelmed moms, is that you? Make self-care simple by focusing on the five foundations of health and wellness so that you can feel your best and love who you see in the mirror. Hello, so glad you're here. Today, we are talking about coping, and I'm also sharing my sugar sobriety story. If you missed Monday's episode, go back and listen to that one, because you will need to listen to hear your micro challenge for the week that goes with this episode, talking about finding out what is your coping method. Today, we are going deeper into coping methods and why it is stopping you from loving motherhood, loving who you see in the mirror, and achieving all those goals that you have in your heart. So I wanted to start off with a statistic. 21 million Americans have at least one addiction. Interestingly enough, though, this statistic was only talking about addictions to things that you consume in your body, like uh, drugs, alcohol, food, not talking to an addiction to social media, your cell phone, TV, um, video games. So the interest, I think, like I could guess that if we included addictions to phones, social media, TV, all of those, it would be almost every single American has some form of an addiction. Now, there's obviously it's not going to be every single one because I do believe that a lot of Americans have very help, um, have worked to get healthy coping methods. And that's the key is no one is born with these healthy coping methods. You're either taught by a caregiver, which I think the majority of people are not because those caregivers were not taught healthy coping methods. And that means you have to do the work to develop those coping methods to get rid of those negative coping methods that are harming you. A coping method is just how you deal with uncomfortable emotions. And uncomfortable emotions could be different person to person, but in general, they are uh, sad, lonely, angry, stressed, overwhelmed, tired, could be hungry. I know I get hangry. (laughs) So there's these uncomfortable emotions that we don't want to feel. It can happen two ways. A healthy coping method will take you to manage feeling. It'll work you through feeling those feelings and getting on the other side. So that could be reading, journaling, taking a bath, uh, positive affirmations to yourself, talking to a therapist, going for a walk, working out, talking to a friend, listening to music, doing art. There are a lot of different ways that could be a healthy way to cope, to work through those feelings. Whereas a negative coping method You're not really working through the feelings. You're just trying to numb out and not feel them. You're trying to suppress those feelings because they are uncomfortable and you don't want to feel them. So common ones are 
drugs, alcohol, um, food, and you can get into specific food groups, but it could be just food in general, um, TV, social media, the internet in general, just your phone in general, uh, porn is another one that's not talked about a lot, or sex, uh, anything that is allowing you to suppress those feelings and also gives you, so the reason why these are so common is when you do those things to suppress those uncomfortable emotions, you get a hit of dopamine in your reward center in your brain. So you get that good feeling, which is replacing for the moment, the uncomfortable emotion, but you're also not able to process those emotions So instead of dealing with what's causing those uncomfortable emotions, you're just kind of shoving them under the rug and eventually you're going to have a giant lump under the rug and you're going to have to do something about it. So that's why it's better to work through emotions as they come up instead of pushing them down. It's like the expression, it boils over or it explodes as you keep shoving these emotions down and eventually the pressure gets so strong, it blows up. Which is why if you experience a lot of anxiety, you might experience a panic attack or an anxiety attack, Uh, why you might just quote unquote have a breakdown because you're shoving all, you're numbing all of these uncomfortable emotions and you can't just get rid of them that way. You have to work through them. So instead they're just keep adding up and adding up and eventually you just feel like you can't take it anymore. This is why I wanted to talk about this because I feel like we see this in mother, in motherhood, especially so much today on social media, through talking to other moms, that most moms were not taught how to properly cope with emotions because being a mom is so hard. I mean, we're managing little versions of us or versions of our husband or spouse, and it can be very challenging. And if we don't know how to properly cope with those feelings, it allows you to become stressed and overwhelmed and really just every night you feel like you're just waiting waiting for bedtime to come. So you can just have a few moments of peace and quiet to yourself. And I don't believe motherhood should feel like that all the time. Certainly there will be days, but I don't think every single day should feel like you're just waiting for bedtime to come. So if you listen to Mondays and you have become aware of your coping method or you're still working on becoming aware of your coping method, that's when you start asking yourself, why, what emotions am I trying to numb or not feel? Or what am I trying to avoid? What situation? Maybe you can pinpoint the situation like you don't want to uh, deal with something that's going on in your home. So go deeper. What is the emotion behind that situation? really figure that out. And when you have start to do all this work to figure out what am I feeling? What's beneath this? What's beneath that? Like peeling back the layers of an onion. You think you figured it out and then you discover something else about yourself and you discover another feeling. And it's something that you may never, it's not like you get to a point and oh, all of a sudden all my negative coping methods are gone and you can just have this beautiful, blissful life. Those negative coping methods have likely developed over your entire life. So years and years and years of choosing that coping method 
will take likely years and years and years to work through. And I say this not to scare you, but so that you don't get discouraged when you start to do the work and maybe you have a week or two where you're feeling really good. Every time an uncomfortable emotion comes up, you have found a positive way to cope and work through it. But then all of a sudden, something crazy happens, something bigger happens, and you feel yourself sliding back into those old coping habits, which is what happened to many, many people in 2020 with quarantine. It was some calling it like a collective trauma. And a lot of people, myself included, slid back into old coping methods because it brought up all these things. It was so much out of our control. I say this because you need to know that it could happen to you too, or maybe it already has happened if you reflect back on 2020. And be kind with yourself. It's okay. There are certain things that we just don't, we've never experienced before, so we don't know how to handle it, and that will happen throughout your life. New situations will come up that you've never experienced. And the key is to catch yourself slipping back into those old coping ways and to make changes in the moment when you start to catch it to bring you back to the other side to your healthy coping skills. So I'll share my example so you kind of understand in case you want a story to go along with it. I have always coped with food and in particular sweets and sugar and I have struggled with binge eating especially sugar and you may hear In case this is you, I'm sharing, I want to tell you that yes, you can be addicted to sugar. There have been studies that prove it. There have been other studies that say it's not true, but that's like, I feel anything in life. There's studies that that go both ways. And the reason I think that sugar is so challenging is because it's, I've heard it been called the world's biggest legalized drug to that effect because you can get it anywhere. You can go to any store and get some form of sugar, some form of food. Some argue it's not sugar itself, but the combination of sugar, salt, and fat together. I disagree because there are candies that are just sugar. There are things that are just sugar. And as a little girl, I remember like sneaking into the kitchen and getting a chair and climbing up to the top shelf to get the powder Nesquik to like scoop it and just eat it with a spoon, the powder Nesquik, which was like all sugar. And so when I hear that, it makes me angry because one person's experience does not negate mine. And that's what I feel like they're trying to say is that my experience is not real. And I know in my heart it is real because I'm, I've lived through it for so many years now. If that is you and you are seeing these things on social media telling you you're not addicted to food, it's not possible. Well, I disagree and come hang out with me because I will support you and validate your feelings because you are feeling, your feelings are valid that you are experiencing. So why did I choose, you're probably at this point saying, what is sugar sobriety? (laughs) Well, we all know sobriety as a term for not drinking alcohol or doing drugs. My, I'm calling it sugar sobriety because for 2021, I have decided that I'm having zero added sugar or doing my best to have zero added sugar the entire year. 
And I know you're probably like, whoa, man, that is, sounds so challenging. And I'm going to preface it with this has nothing to do with weight loss. It has nothing to do with my weight. It honestly is all about my coping mechanism. My coping of choice is sugar and sweets. And I realized in 2020, I'm partially, I was through pregnancy, but I found myself in postpartum, I found myself sliding back into those old coping habits of, okay, I'm stuck at home. Let's bake. Let's do this. But it wasn't like I was baking cookies and having one or two. I was baking cookies and eating the entire thing of cookies that I baked that day. And it just wasn't helping me. Um, I mean, obviously it wasn't helping me physically because I was gaining some weight. It wasn't helping me. The biggest thing was it wasn't helping me mentally because I would feel so bad after. The sugar was making me feel lethargic. I wasn't sleeping well. The sugar had so many other impacts on my mental health and my physical health that I came to a point where I just needed to prove to myself that I do not need sugar to feel good. I do not need sugar to survive, to work through uncomfortable emotions. And the idea kind of came from my husband decided that he wasn't going to drink for all of 2021. And he wasn't drinking a ton, but it was something where he was having a few beers on Friday and Saturday, and he just felt like he wasn't showing up as his best self. And so he decided to challenge him, him, his self to not drink for the entire year. And all of a sudden I just felt it in my heart that I needed to give up sugar for the whole year. And it was the first time, if you had asked me that last year, I would have been like, heck no, that's never going to happen. But I really reflected on it this past year of my fear of giving up sugar has always been that if I give up sugar, I can't, I have to give up these good feelings that come along with eating sugar, that I have to give up all the good times that come. Cause you think about sugar, you think about birthdays and holidays and celebrations. And it was the fear I was having to give up all those good experiences. But the reality is I don't need to eat sugar at those events. I can still go celebrate a birthday without sugar and have fun. I can still go to a holiday party and have fun and enjoy myself and have those good feelings without the sugar. So I really decided I just needed to prove to myself that I do not need sugar to live. I don't need it to feel good. I don't need it to work through these uncomfortable feelings. And I, because it can be so challenging with the added sugar that is in our food today, I'm going to detail what I'm doing. Because if I were to say I'm not having zero sugar, that would be, that would be ridiculously hard. So what I'm doing is fruits, sugar and whole fruits, not fruit juice, whole fruits, uh, like sweet potatoes, yams, uh, potato. That is all. I can have as much fruit as I want. That does not count. I'm talking more about added sugars that you find in processed foods or in recipes. Uh, So I already remove added sugar to recipes when I cook and dinner and if I'm going to a restaurant, I've decided like if I'm ordering, a, let's say I order a pasta or something, I'm not going to ask the waiter, oh, do you cook? Is there sugar in this? I'm not going to be that crazy about it. So if there's added sugar when I go out to eat, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just not going to get dessert. And if there's something 
where there's under four grams of added sugar per serving, as long as I'm having one serving and it's not every day, I might have some. For instance, like a piece of bread might have two grams of added sugar and that's what's being served. I'm not going to freak out about it. This is more about all the sweets, all the desserts, all of the sugar in my coffee I was having with the sugary creamers, uh, all those little things add up over time. And I will say I am curious as to how this will affect my overall health, not my weight, but just my overall health, like mental health, my energy levels, uh, those sort of things, my blood sugar, to see how that affects it over long term of not having added sugar Um, If you've listened to my previous episode about added sugar, it is in everything. Like almost every single packaged food has sugar added. And the reason is to make it more palatable, to make it taste good. So you will want to eat more of it. So it'll be very interesting. If you have questions about it, definitely DM me uh, at Kristen G. Faust on Instagram. And if you are trying something similar with your coping method, let me know. I'd love to support you in your journey. And even if you, let's say your coping method is having like chips every night after your kids go to bed, you should celebrate one night of not doing that. So if you right now do it every single day of the week, seven days a week, and on Monday night you don't do it, you need to celebrate that. That is still a win that is still progress. It's hard to go cold turkey and just go, okay, I'm having this every single day and now I'm not going to have it at all. And you have to remember the why, because a lot of times we tie food to weight and our worth. And that is not, that can't be your reason for getting rid of this coping method. And you have to realize, okay, this is not serving me. It is not making me the person I want to be and list all of the reasons beyond weight, beyond your worth, why you want to change this coping method. And then you find a healthy one to replace with. So one of mine has been meditation, guided meditations that I've just found on YouTube. They've been super helpful at night to help me go to sleep. And I do them in the morning. I started doing them in the morning and it just is a way, something to look forward to that has been helping me work through these more uncomfortable emotions when they come up. You might need to get creative with the way you're coping. And another huge thing that helps is accountability. This is why um, something like an, uh, AA is so works so well is because there's a few different reasons why it works well, but there is an accountability piece to it. And accountability really will help you reach your goals and become that person you want to be. Love who you see in the mirror. Find yourself an accountability buddy, an accountability partner. That is what coaches do. That is what I do with my clients. I not only guide them through situations they don't know what to do, I walk them through it. I'm their accountability partner. I check in with them, make sure they're uh, following through on their goals. If that is you and you know you need accountability, you know you want that help, you want to break through to become that person you dream of, to fit, maybe it's just to fit in those old jeans again, to feel good about your body, feel good in your relationship, stop snapping at your kids so much. Uh, Motherhood Makeover 
is open for enrollment. It starts next Monday, the 18th. So don't miss out. It is very limited enrollment. So hopefully there's, if you're listening to this and you want in, check back, come talk to me to make sure there's still space in it. And I'm going to guide you through all the five foundations to your health and wellness that will bring you the life you dream of, loving who you see in the mirror, more peace and joy in your life. It really is a whole motherhood makeover, bringing back motherhood to what you used to dream of it when you were a little girl. So if you have questions, the link is in the show notes for it. And you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Kristen G. Faust. And let's chat and get you going. And I'm so excited to work with you.